Right now, we are right in the middle of one of the greatest turning points in human history. And what you're doing right now with XI, I personally think everyone needs to be on board with this because we are getting ready for some pretty terrific events that are going to happen. Welcome to Masajati's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. This is Master Jotty. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. And today we have a very special guest. And as always, not into really a lot of small talk. Uh, so we're going to just jump right in. Dr. B is a visionary, divinely guided healer, national, international speaker, and past life intuitive. So he received his BS in chemical engineering, his uh, DMD in general dentistry from the Tufts, Tufts Dental in Boston, and his certificate in orthodontics from Wilford Hall Medical Center. He is a Lieutenant Colonel and dentist in the Air Force Reserves. Wow, he has over 25 years experience in orthodontics and dentofacial orthopedics and currently practices in a Dallas-Fort Worth metro suburb. His focus is, is on airway, TMJ, occlusions, and early childhood interventions. But the reason why I brought him on, I mean, that, that's fantastic stuff. But the reason uh, I brought uh, this, this amazing being on is that Dr. B's healthy gum elixir, I call him Dr. B, and you'll soon know why. As we go through to, you know, 2022, we're going to be uh, bringing those individuals who are, say, practicing XI. Sometimes they might not even know it, but you know, they're in that right direction. So uh, welcome, Will. How are you? Thank you for having me, Maz. I'm doing great. And you and I have a little bit of a background together. Uh, we're both computer programmers. I was a chemical engineer in a previous life. I actually learned how to code in four different computer languages. So mm -hmm. you and I have seen things a lot the same way over the years. And mm -hmm. especially when we came together and we talked instantly, we had a connection where we got one another very, very quickly. Yeah, we didn't even have really, to really talk. Cool is that you could talk on a very, very high level, yep. both vibrationally and intellectually, mm -hmm. and I could communicate with you and then vice versa. I could talk with you on another plane, another level, and you mm -hmm. got it too. So it, it was awesome, it was great. And uh, we've been fast and good friends ever since. And um, I, I look forward to more times together. And again, thank you for having me on the podcast. I, I really think I can add value tonight. I think your audience is really gonna gain a lot there are so many things that you and I have talked about that we really think that the audience could really benefit from. So I'm ready. Let's dive in. Yeah, absolutely. I want to uh, ask you about that near-death experience that you had with COVID. Now, um, so if you want to go through that, a lot of times, guys, just to give you a precursor, COVID is a fantastic opportunity for those people who are awakened to let go of all their garbage and then just start really fresh. Uh, if you don't let go of that garbage and you hold on to it dearly, especially if you're ill, well, a lot of times, you know, you would have to disconnect from this reality. Um, the vaccine after effects that I did, even if you didn't have COVID has seen a lot of, um, a lot of fantastic changes, uh, in people. Uh, again, even if you didn't take the vaccine, cause it creates say that near death possibility for you. So you can let go of your old garbage and start fresh. So again, you don't have to have a near-death experience, but Will, I want you to share that near-death experience because you did COVID the right way. And a lot of people can learn uh, the right way of doing COVID. 
Thanks. Yeah, Maz, uh, I've shared with you essentially what happened, but I'll share with your audience as well so that maybe they can gain some insight and maybe a different mindset or way of looking at this. I had it probably in December of 2019. I was at a Tony Robbins event. I think that's the event we actually met at. Yeah. At about four days later, wasn't that bad. It was like a, uh, a flu. Mm -hmm. uh, lost a little bit of sense of taste and smell. Um, but then uh, as time progressed, uh, August of 2021 is when I came into contact with uh, one of my patients who was mm -hmm. indeed vaccinated, who displayed symptoms of COVID, but because she was vaccinated, she felt that she was not uh, with COVID, that the symptoms were just allergies. And wow. subsequently, she had no problem coming in and basically uh, putting uh, everyone at risk that she came into contact with. And a week later, mm -hmm. she calls me up and she says, hey, I'm in the hospital with COVID and uh, things aren't looking so good. You might want to get yourself tested. And sure enough, I had some symptoms of fatigue. And a lot of us who are trying to prevent from getting COVID are doing all the regimens, anything from mm -hmm. vitamin D to zinc to quercetin to um, everything under the sun, liposomal vitamin C, you name it. Mm -hmm. That was me. I was yeah. in great health. I'd just done a liver cleanse. And uh, after about seven days of battling is when I came down with my first symptom. Mm. The first symptom for me was uh, not only the fatigue, but I developed into fever. Yeah, mm. Fever, a little bit of runny nose. And I started doing the big COVID protocol that's based on a Boston study that was done in about April of 2020, where they looked at 400 different homeless members uh, in Boston, they found that 300 of them tested positive for COVID, but no one had any symptoms. And they tried to figure out why. And the answer is all these homeless people, while they spent the night in the homeless shelter, spent 12 to 15 hours a day outside and in the sunlight. So that's the thing with COVID I, I recognized, I knew, which is you got to stay moving. You got to be outdoors in sunlight. So I spent that entire Saturday outdoors in sunlight. Yeah, I also spent a little bit of time in a sauna at 140 degrees Fahrenheit, 20 minutes there, did an Epsom salt bath, got up the next day, had that fever again, knocked it down with uh, antipyretics, which is Tylenol, trying to reduce the fever, stayed outdoors most of the day, walked like crazy, got up on Monday, and it hit really, really, really bad. Uh, could barely move, could barely walk, tried to move, tried to sauna, Spent about four hours. I finally broke down and went in, got a test. And sure enough, I was positive for COVID. The next day I woke up, man, I was starving. I went and grabbed a glass of uh, juice. Mm -hmm. And within about two minutes, I threw it up and went to the bathroom. And I started throwing up for about 20 minutes, lost my ability to breathe. And that's where I knew things were really bad. And I was in distress, yep. went to the hospital. Yeah, uh, was lucky, found a bed in a hospital at that time. If you remember at that time, this is in August, in Dallas Metro, there were no hospitals with beds. We actually had to call a friend and a favor in who said, yep, I, I run a hospital and uh, we've got a spot in an emergency room. If you're there in the next 20 minutes, I can save that spot for you. So I was lucky enough to get in there and mm -hmm. spend the next 30 hours burning out whatever I possibly could. I went through 11 bed sheets. I went through seven hospital gowns. I burned out probably one, maybe two gallons of fluid out of my body. Yeah, incredibly feverish. Talked with the doctor a few different times. You know, he said, we're going to put you on all these different vitamins. We're going to put you on uh, 
non-monoclonal antibodies, but um, uh, convalescent plasma. So I'm thinking I'm in good shape. I'm in the hospital where they can take care of me. I could not have been more mistaken, Maz, I'll tell you. Uh, day one was really bad, 30 hours on a three-inch foam mattress. And then they moved me to an ICU room where I was by myself in isolation. Mm. That was day two. I could feel things getting worse. I could feel my lungs filling up with fluid. I, yeah, we took an x-ray. They said that I had double pneumonia, probably COVID-induced pneumonia. Came on mm -hmm. very, very quickly. But something interesting happened between day two and day three. Sometime in the middle of the night is where maybe I was hallucinating, maybe it was real. But at mm -hmm. one point I came face to face with what I felt was what was really attacking me. And I, in my you know, fevered vision, saw the demon that had infected my body. Mm -hmm. And had a little talk with that demon who said, I'm here basically to kill you. And you, this is who uh, you're fighting. And I knew mm -hmm. this was evil. This was evil that I was fighting, not just simply an infection, not simply a virus. Right. As I wafted in and out of consciousness and sleep, because it was the middle of the night, I started having uh, dreams and visions. And you know, at some point in the middle of the night is where I came into a vision or a dream where I found myself wandering down a road and I came to a fork in the road. And I had this epiphany that this was the choice I was going to make with my life. If I wandered down to the left, it would be a transition into the ethereal, into probably the next stage, which is maybe heaven, maybe death. But it was a path that was an option. If I took the path to the right, it meant living a life. It meant battling this virus. It meant battling this demon. It meant battling to get out of the hospital and to get back on a path of uh, health and recovery. So interestingly enough, I kind of wandered a little bit in this dream, in this vision. And I went down that path of the left of what would happen if I transitioned? What would happen if I was no longer here? How would it affect not only myself, but all those around me. And I started having visions of my wife, yeah, maybe at the funeral and my kids and everyone crying and the loved ones gathered around and the talks about my life and where I was at and what I was doing. And you know, then a few years down the road, how my daughters were at their weddings. And you know, if only dad were here, yeah. all these really, yeah, uh, crazy visions as to what could have happened had I transitioned. And I immediately brought myself back to that same fork in the road. And I said, well, let's take a look at the other side. And so I walked down the right path and I could see myself getting out of the hospital. I could see myself getting well. I could see the recovery that I'd, I'd go through. I could see then what my next mission would be in life with my family, with my wife, with my kids, with my practice, you know, with my business, which is uh, Dr. B's oral health. And one of the products that I put out called Dr. B's Healthy Gum Elixir. And I could see the adventures that I would have. I could tell you ski trips and um, boating adventures and uh, travel to faraway lands. And I could see myself living to a very, very old age, maybe 108, maybe 112. And I could see all these spectacular friendships that I had. The life seemed absolutely amazing. And I came back 
to that very same place in the fork of the road. And that's where a peace and a calm came over me, Maz. Now you described this as a death space. And I really felt that I was indeed there. I really felt that I was at a point where I had to make a decision as to what I'm going to do. This ethereal voice asked this question. It's time for you to choose. What are you going to do? If I chose the path of transition from my standpoint, being selfish, of course, and not worrying about anyone else around me and how it affected them, Mazda was very peaceful. Mm. It was very calm. I was very accepting. Yeah. It felt right. It was okay. Yes. Death is not a place that you need to be afraid of. It's a place that, well, it's just simply the next level. It's something that you transition. Mm-hmm. I immediately chose the right road. I started walking down that path and I started running. And I felt myself with glorious energy filled and I was just thriving. And it was an amazing, spectacular adventure and an amazing, spectacular life. And then I woke up. Interestingly enough, what I woke up to was my doctor coming in on his iPad because, you know, they're doing teledoc medicine now where the doctor visits everyone's room without actually physically being there. They roll him in and he's right there on uh, iPad right in front of me. And he says, hey, Dr. Bieber, uh, how, how you doing? I said, man, I, I feel great. I just had this, the greatest dream and um, I, I'm doing great. I think I'm ready to get out of here. He says, uh, yeah, about that. Uh, your oxygen level, your VO2 right now is about 82. And I said, well, that, that's okay. That's like a B, B minus. I'm, I'm good with that. He says, no, no, you have to understand at 80, we intubate you. And you know what happens if we intubate you? I said, uh, yeah, you die. He said, yeah, you don't want to get intubated. He said, can you do me a favor? Can you bring your oxygen level up? And I said, yes, yes, sir, I can do it right now. And so I spent the next hour going into really deep meditation and very deep, yeah, what some people would call Wim Hof breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, holding it for long periods of time. And in the next hour, I moved my VO2 from 82 to up to over 90. And the one thing I can tell you and anyone who goes through COVID, which is number one, focus on your mindset. Your mind is your greatest weapon or your greatest friend. Time will tell. Time, when we look back on this in four or five years, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we'll have our greatest amount of insights and we'll have our greatest amount of revelations. But right now, we are right in the middle of one of the greatest turning points in human history. And what you're doing right now with XI, with the liver cleanse, with the the, um, body-mind connection, I'm just saying, yeah. if you happen to find yourself there, whether it's maybe a car accident or uh, uh, another illness or something else that comes up, mm-hmm. here, here's my recommendation. Don't worry about it. E- yeah. Either way, I think you're going to be fine. And it's one of the things I talk with a lot of people on a regular basis, which is uh, a little bit of something called entropy, which is mm-hmm. uh, it, it falls into this question. Are we physical beings leading a spiritual life mm-hmm. or are we spiritual beings leading a physical life. Yeah. Now the one rule of entropy is that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. And if we are energetic beings, what happens to that energy when we die? Yep. 
Well, the energy can only transmute. Yeah. So we have to energetically go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's where I believe a lot in um, reincarnation. I believe a lot in past lives. I believe mm -hmm. that we'll, we'll come back in a different uh, physical being, but yeah. really we're, we're spiritual beings living oh, a life. That's my thought. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you bring a lot of um, parallels to what we do in XI on the 18-day hyper-meditations. For example, the path that you were choosing, the left and right, you know, I, I think the second, third, uh, so there's three parts to the hyper-meditations. The second part, there's three parts. The second part, we literally, I literally take you towards that path. And although I don't call it a death space, it is a death space. The left side is usually uh, the path where, well, it's not like you die. In your case, you die. But basically, you go down your current path that you are. Make sense? And, it's, it, and, I, and I take you in, you know, two years, five years, 10 years to, till your death. See how it feels. Uh, and then I pull you back, just like Will did. He gets pulled back and then it's like he goes to the right and then he sees the possibilities, a whole different, say, possibilities, probabilities of how life could be. And both, both paths are just as, say, accessible for you, guys. You need to make a choice at a deeper and a much, much deeper level rather than a cognitive level. Unfortunately, <clears throat> the key is that the masses don't know how to access the deeper, say, decision-making processes. Most people do it at a physical level here between the ears. And that's only, say, 1% uh, power. If you're accessing it like Will here, uh, you know, you're, at, you're accessing it from a pure level of yourself or, you know, your spirit level. And your spirit starts to, say, direct the movie again, not somebody else. Most individuals they're, they're allowing the government, their parents, their spouses, whoever's out there, media, to go, hey, you know what? I'm not a good director of my life. I'm going to let them direct it. So you've lost that capability and you're just the surface layer sort of decision making. So, um, so those things, those images, those imagery, the concepts and all that that I, that I create for you, next I, those are real processes, you know, in visual form that... Um, that I guess it's the physics of how your higher self would see your choices. Uh, right. you know, do you want to die or do you want to live? So I just bring that into you in physical form without you having to go through a near death. This year is all about having two choices. You're going to find not only yourself, but most of the clients or the people who listen to you and follow you are going to come upon that fork in the road not once, not twice, but probably dozens of times this year. Yes. They can do it during the day. They can do it at night in their sleep. But mm -hmm. these opportunities are going to come up several times. So one of the things that's really amazing with the XI is mm -hmm. you are preparing people for the opportunity to choose. And XI and what you're doing, well, is literally about bringing in the science of spiritual awakening. So it's not so woo, it's out there. You know, just like anything, you know, at first, you know, science is, you know, it's called magic, you know, if we didn't understand it, right? But now we understand it and then the magic becomes the science. Right. Uh, just like the way the planes fly, right? Or it's like, nobody can do that. That That's, you know, that that's way out there. But, you know, it, it's everyday life now. 
so the selfishness, I want to get into that. Um, <clears throat> the selfishness that you talked about, and, and it's not like, hey, I want all that for myself. But when you get to an awakened level like you did, well, away from the physical aspect of who you are, the limited self, selfish becomes a very different meaning. The other form that most people practice, and this is where control, sacrifice, and all that, they, they're, they're very selfish. They find the emptiness that they are of the, you know, the, from the 1% or the time-bound body. They, they, they're living out of the 1% that they are. So they need to be selfish and grab other people's identities, other people's money, other people's control, power, love, whatever it is for themselves. So it's a very different frequency. So when you're talking about being selfish, you know, it's basically selfless because uh, again, uh, and I don't want to get, go into all that because that's just a whole nother lecture of its own. But so you do become, say, selfish in a very, very different way as you ascend higher. Because again, it's all about you. But once you know about who you are, isn't it so easy just to touch someone? And I can see in your, you know, in your, in your practice, well, you're not just helping people with TMJ and, you know, uh, all this other stuff with Dr. B's elixir, you're actually helping them when you touch them and your presence is there. You know, I can even feel it, you know, from from, from this meeting. Um, it's, it's, it's that presence that you have that really goes, wow, he's really found himself. I want to do that. He's showing me the path. And that's the light that you want to share with somebody. So I have to hand it to you, buddy. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, observe and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence Podcast Sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.